the events of the last i don't know what has it been like four days now three days and specifically the last like 36 hours have been nothing short of a whirlwind of emotions uh let's just get right into it brendan first off welcome everybody to pucks and brews Woj will not be joining us today because he is unavailable uh get Woj a drink. Is no long- <laughs> yeah Woj, Woj is-, is no longer a ranger fan anymore he's yeah. retired from the podcast <laughs> Plug-in. The events of the last couple of days, Woj is retired now. Yeah, so he's moved on to just he's playing roller hockey at the park now, full time. He's done. Yeah, he's going uh, pro roller hockey player. We uh we don't have a brew today because we're doing this like as an immediate. Are you, we want to record right now? Yeah, so we apologize for no brews, but that should not stop you from cracking open an unsponsored brew of choice or a favorite drink of whatever you want to drink. And yeah, so. James Dolan proves yet again why he should not be an owner of a sports team. The Rangers fired, or well, James Dolan fired the Rangers team president, John Davidson, and general manager, Jeff Gordon, in an extremely shocking turn of events with everything that's gone on over the past couple days, starting with the Tom Wilson situation the press release that was basically shitting all over NHL's head of Department of Player Safety, George Paros, which they weren't wrong, but it got him a $250,000 fine. And why? (laughs) They were doing so well. They were doing so well with this rebuild. Has he not learned a damn thing from owning a sports team for the last 27 years? Has he not learned a damn thing? Has he not been paying attention to what the Knicks especially have been doing the last eight years? They finally started playing well again. Why? Because they acquired some good players and they finally have a good coach again. And the Rangers, they finally got their team president, John Davidson. It was a storybook job. Everything came together. They had their general manager in Jeff Gordon. Quinn, I mean, all right, there's a lot of mixed emotions about him. You and I both have mixed things to say about him. But basically, we're on the same page of he's not the guy that's going to lead this team to a Stanley Cup. So um, we don't need to go any further into that because we have the same viewpoint. But especially the thing that kills me, the timing of everything. There's, Well, there was three games left in the season. Now two, and I'm going to let you take it from here because I've been talking for a while. Please go right ahead, Brendan, or else I will start cursing up a storm. <laughs> no shades. I mean, obviously, I agree with you. Um, it's it's so shocking, um, to say the least, and I think confusing, to be honest, from, from a fan's perspective, only because, you know, not many years ago, what, up to three years ago now, uh, we had put out that statement you know the big letter to the fans letting everybody know that hey this is going to be a rebuild that was going to be done right obviously by that he meant you know through the draft developing young talent and that as we know takes time it's not something that comes super quick although in the rangers you know in in our situation it actually has come success has come a little quicker than expected and that's because a lot of the moves that 
Gordon has made as a GM too. And, you know, a lot of these guys, like a lot of our young guys and Fox and Lindgren and playing much better than expected. So that's, that to me is what makes it the most confusing based off of, I think from a fan's perspective, we already knew that this was going to be, this is how the Rangers were, were going to be for a couple of years where we might not have, might not be playoff, a playoff team. And I think from, we, we knew that. So that's why I'm shocked personally. Yeah. yeah. I just think that it's, you know, like this is, this is what happens when you are rebuilding a team and you're, you're not going to be a playoff team for a couple of years. And, and the crazy thing is, is especially this year with, with the way that, you know, the divisions are aligned and obviously the Rangers are in arguably one of the tougher divisions you know, with, with the Capitals and the Penguins and well, the Penguins are playing much better than expected. The Flyers aren't playing as good, but still Boston's always in the hunt. And basically all these teams were in the hunt besides Buffalo and New Jersey, which didn't necessarily help the Rangers case either when all, basically every other team in the division destroyed both of those teams. <laughs> yeah. And it really became, you know, it became an intense race for the playoffs and, the Rangers, you know, we could have made it, but obviously with everything that happened earlier in the season, you know, we didn't get off to the best start. And, and yeah, I just, it's, it's crazy. I don't, I personally, I don't buy, I, I don't, I, I have a hard time believing that it had like something. I, I think, sorry, let me reset. Let me restart that. I, I have a hard time believing that, it had anything to do with like performance. I, I don't know. I, it's, and if it did, I, then I don't understand. Cause... Yeah. That's what a lot of people were saying. It's like this going into the year, they were still rebuilding. This was not a playoffs or bust year by any stretch of the imagination to anybody. All right. Well, I mean, certainly some people there were to it was, but it was not a playoffs or bust season. They are still in the middle of a rebuild they still had guys who have who they drafted with legitimate NHL upside at the beginning of the season who had yet to make their NHL debuts. Uh, just to name a few, Baron Kraftsov and Jones off the top of my head. The team, it was the youngest team in the league from the start of the season to the trade deadline when they fell to second youngest team in the league because the Devils traded away a bunch of their veterans and they ended up getting younger overall there was just and a lot of reports have come out over the last 24 30 36 hours and we all know what they are by now but the report that i saw today was we were just talking about this right before we started recording that i'm gonna try and quote this as best as i can uh dolan was peeved to incensed those were that was the quote and then paraphrasing here that Gordon didn't do anything to basically he wasn't a buyer at the deadline to try and get the team into the playoffs. Here's my reaction to that. This team should not have been buyers at the deadline. This team had no business being buyers at the deadline. It made no sense for them to be buyers at the deadline. And now all of a sudden he's mad because he didn't, Gordon didn't make a trade to help boost the team into the playoffs. They are still rebuilding. You're not supposed to be a buyer at the deadline. That is not 
a rebuilding year. That is not what a rebuilding rebuilding team does during a rebuilding year. They had $9 million in dead cap space and going into the season. And that's not even um, including the Tony D'Angelo situation, which they, his minimum cap hit. I am so just, (laughs) I'm seething right now. I can't even think his minimum cap hit even after he got sent down, whatever the word you want to call it was still in the millions. So they basically had $11 million of dead cap space going into the trade deadline. What move do you possibly expect a team to make when they have $11 million in dead cap space going into the trade deadline? And look where the team is right now. Panarin's out for the rest of the season. Truba's out for the rest of the season. Lindgren's out for the rest of the season. Buchnevich just got suspended a game, which we'll get to in a minute. But Panarin's out too, if I didn't mention him. No, you did. You did, Shades. Like I said, my brain uh... is scrambled. But one last thing before I throw it back to you. The The main thing why this team should not have been buyers, they proved over the course of the season that for well for whatever reason they played well against Washington all season besides last night but maybe probably the game before too but they proved that they did not play well against the penguins this season they did not play well against the islanders this season they did not play well against the bruins this season what do those three teams have in common they're all in the playoffs they all clinched the spot in the playoffs Sure. Did we beat the hell out of New Jersey? Did we beat the hell out of the Sabres? Yes. But those are two of the worst teams in the entire league. They did not show up to play against the good teams, which is why they should not have been buyers at the deadline. If it was really performance-based related, Dolan does not know what he's doing. Go right ahead, Brendan. The floor is yours. No shades. I mean, you know, I think you said it. I think you hit it right on right on the head. To be honest, I, I just it's just probably is going to go down as one of the most like dramatic seasons. And it's like it's literally like a soap opera, soap opera that just it's like every week there's something new going on with the Rangers, and it's just it it's getting out of control now. It's like, and honestly, I hope this is the end of it, but I, I don't think it will be. Unfortunately, I and, I feel the need to list what's happened over the course of the season. Just like, first off, you had Mika getting COVID and not playing well for a large Just to start the year, yeah. That was just to start the year. You had the Panarin situation. Well, Truba is... Well, Truba got a concussion. Yeah, Truba... Well, sorry to cut you off, Shades, but this is the second time this season Truba has gotten hurt. Remember, he did miss miss a... What was that? At least like an eight-game span back back in the beginning of the season that he, so, yeah. he missed some time as well. So, you know, it on the injury front, the injuries couldn't have come at a worse time because, you know, it took out some of our defensive anchors and, you know, Truba, you know, I have mixed emotions about Truba, but I will admit <laughs> that at least Truba was, he was emerging as a leader in the locker room and on the ice. And he had been playing much better up until that injury against the Islanders where Matt Martin hit him and you know, it's, that's hockey, unfortunately. And obviously what happened to Lindgren was just, you know, also awful. 
but um yeah with those with those guys down on d it was it's tough it, it would have been tough for us to make the playoffs you know you're talking about winning you know six games in a row against some of the top teams it's it was highly unlikely and on top of it you know the boston bruins are one of the hottest teams since the deadline, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I do know with them, with the addition of Taylor Hall, they've been a much better team. Um, yeah, so it listen, it was going to be tough um, either way, but yeah, I, was, I think Shades, I, I think we, we've ranted about this, you know, upper management situation. We can obviously circle back to it, but let's, I'm let's just, talk uh, about- Just to finish off. I found the tweet I was looking for about the incidents. Uh, first off, you, I forgot, Kako was on the COVID list twice. Shesterkin got injured. You had the Tony D'Angelo incident, which we mentioned earlier, yeah. but that's also on the list. And now the Wilson incident came up. The press release thing came up. JD and Gordon got fired. Things we've mentioned. It... <laughs> This is a season from hell. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And I think that should all serve as evidence personally that it, I, it's it's hard to evaluate this season based on all these things. And I would say more so COVID related stuff, you know, even though it's it's, it's kind of hard to use it as an excuse considering, you know, the whole league was dealing with situations and obviously you see what happened with Vancouver and and, you know, all these different teams and everybody's dealing with injuries and stuff. But I just think from in the third season of a rebuild with all these things ongoing, I, I just think it's very tough to to blame it on the GM. And I like we said earlier, I think that's that's honestly the thing that makes it most confusing. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's ridiculous. But uh, uh, yeah, the last thing I want to say before I touch upon moving forward with the organization i just want if quinn somehow escapes all of this and he's the coach at the start of next season none of these moves make sense the press release doesn't make sense the firings don't make sense him keeping his job would make even less sense at this point if the if you're looking for a change in a team who's the first person that's usually the scapegoat the head coach Quinn's proven he can't get the team to play against good teams. What happens? Jeff Gordon and John Davidson get fired. Yeah. So that alone, if it was actually performance related, Quinn would have been fired with those two. So like you said before, I also don't believe for one second that this was performance related. I think this is Dolan just making another boneheaded decision with one of his sports teams. And, and Shay, just to touch upon that too, it's, I also think, you know, when, you know, you said it earlier in the show that, you know, we, Rangers Twitter is always coming after Quinn and Quinn makes good moves and he obviously makes a lot of questionable lineup decisions. I think we see that from time to time, but I also think anything, all the reasons we listed, I think that would buy him a little bit more time as well. So I think those same things apply to him as well. Personally, I don't, I would like to have him. I don't know. Like I'm all I was going to say is I think that if he were to 
be the coach next season, I, I wouldn't be, I guess I would, I wouldn't be surprised now with, with everything that's happened, but I, you know, we didn't even, we didn't even really touch upon who, you know, Gordon's replacement. That's what I was going to get into. John Davidson. Yeah. I mean, when, you know, that's going to be Chris Jury uh, for the time being, it seems like he's going to be doing both roles. I don't know how long that's going to be. I'm not, I'm assuming he's just going to be the GM considering he's been the assistant GM, right? Yep. Yeah. They actually, earlier in this, in the year, they promoted him from assistant GM to associate GM because teams were calling about him left and right. And like everybody who's a Rangers fan who actually pays attention to upper management and all the, all that stuff everybody knew that Drury was eventually going to be the GM after Gordon to begin with, but it's just like the circumstances around everything happening. It's just, we all knew he was the guy, but like Gordon, his work wasn't finished yet. It's just, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, everybody, I I'm, I'm pretty sure. 90% of Rangers fans would, would agree just in the fact that it's just, it's just too soon, you know? And it's, although I will say that I, I don't think that this is the worst pick that we could have made for GM. Obviously Chris Jury's, you know, in the early two thousands, he was a great hockey player on Buffalo. As a matter of fact, he single-handedly eliminated the Rangers from the 05 playoffs um <laughs> while he was on buffalo and then oh five playoffs or whenever it was yeah like oh five was the lockout kid oh i'm sorry six oh six <laughs> whenever it was it, it was after oh five whatever but uh yeah i mean chris Stray was a great player um and obviously he ended up coming to the rangers which you know wasn't the best move for us at the time but yeah. it actually you know ended up working out i guess that he came into the front office after but yeah, Shades, I mean, I think – I don't think there's a lot of fans that di- dislike the decision for him to become GM. I just think it's the circumstances, but it's more aggravating. Yeah, no, the circumstances and the timing, obviously. And just to put this into perspective, we are so pissed right now that the Rangers are playing right now <laughs> and we're recording. I, I'm not watching the last two games of the season on the sole basis of how pissed I am at Dolan. I would have watched the game last night, but I unfortunately was not home. Oh, I we can get the highlights, into that. What? We, we, I said we can definitely touch upon that. All right, yeah, let's do it now. So, Six okay, fights it, in the first one, period. Three. One off. last thing. One yeah, last thing ahead. before we move on to the game. Um, another interesting rumor is possibility of the Rangers bringing in Mark Messier as either uh, what was it, hockey operations, right? either president of president hockey operations, operations. Or a role similar to that. Yeah. That, that to me is interesting. I, that's going to be a hard no for me. I, I'm I, sorry. I'm not a big fan of it either. Only because, you know, it's, he doesn't have much experience. Uh, obviously Mark Messier is, you know, one of the greatest NHL players of all time. I mean, Rangers fans know what he did for us in 94 and what he did with Edmonton. But uh, yeah, it, that that's interesting. To me, I, I'm not sure. You know, it's like there's talks. It's all rumors. Yep. Nobody actually knows if anything with Messier is going to happen. I know he's on the Michael K show talking that he would definitely take a role as a coach or 
hockey operations or whatever, but yeah, I don't, I, to me, him as head coach is kind of a step in the wrong direction. Here's the rebuild goes, you know, there's at look, if we are looking for a head coach, there are some great head coaches out there right now. And um, I, I know you and Liam. Gerard Gallant. Gerard Gallant is a great fit. I think that he would be perfect. Uh, you know, he was a former tough guy in his career. And if anybody, we need, I mean, I think we need to toughen this team up, especially what we've seen happen with Wilson and yeah, not just Wilson, but all season. Yeah. Two, but, two things before I throw it to you for the game last night. One, it's going to be a hard no from Messier on me for either the head coach or the president job, because you, especially with where the team is, you need a person who has experience in those positions to take over. They just went the route of an out of the box, hire college coach with David Quinn. You can't make that same mistake again, considering what you've seen over the last three seasons. And two, if you're going to fire Quinn, you got to bring in somebody like Gerard Gallant, who's taken a team far into the playoffs who's been who's a well-respected coach around the league he took the knights to the finals in their first year he proved just how good of a coach he is yeah why he's unemployed is that's a whole nother thing i was gonna say shades yeah i mean to me the fact that vegas golden knights even fired him doesn't make any sense but uh you know well it's not a whole other story didn't work out for them the first year they did it so yeah that to me didn't make any sense but yeah, Shades. And one last thing about Messi, I want to bring this up because it's something that I remember from a couple of years back. Could have been around like 2017-ish. But an interesting thing is, you know, Mark Messier has tried to grow the game of hockey in New York. Like, I don't know if you remember this at the time, but Mark Messier was trying to get a bid in for this property and he wanted to get like this nine-rink arena built in the Bronx to try to bring like hockey to I'm pretty sure it was like the plan was to bring like hockey to like inner city communities and stuff like that. He wanted to bring like, yeah, I think it was, it was an idea for like this huge, like multiplex rink situation, but it never ended up getting approved, but I thought that was kind of interesting. I do remember that. I remember them writing about it in the paper years ago and thought it was interesting. Well, now that we've basically touched upon everything, I, if only we recorded yesterday, but we literally, like you and Woj weren't available, and I certainly wasn't going to go on a rant for 20-whatever minutes by myself, because I'm not, no. But it's just, where was I even going with this? I Major brain fart, major brain fart. Oh, yeah. W- going to the game last night, where there were six fights in the third period, three right off the draw, the puck drop, I mean. Uh, you had an Oshi hat trick the first game he's back after his dad died. Condolences to him. But I mean, holy crap, was last night just uh, insane. I wish I could have been home to watch it, but I couldn't. Couldn't be. Yeah, Mike. You know, it's it's it was kind of insane. You know, we didn't even really talk about the incident much, but obviously we know Tom Wilson cross checked to Buchnevich and then pulling Panarin down by his hair, and he almost sets his head on the ice. Well, he basically did hit his head on the ice, just hit his shoulder first, thankfully. So, but uh, yeah, you know, it's, and the NBC crew made it quite evident 
they they kept bringing it up and they were like you know if they even suspend wilson for one game none of this yeah. is going on right now and it's and it was so true probably and, true and you know i i think that when they look back at it and i i think i would say a lot of nhl fans would agree with the fact that 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 probably should have been a suspension you know what he's got it, it here's the thing like it, it's so it's becoming to the point now where it's like it, it's almost like the refing in a way it's like it's so inconsistent extreme and it's just frustrating it's like you know wilson has the he he has he's filling in all the boxes he's got the history just the the, the play on the ice that to me that's that should have been should have been a game misconduct honestly right away but you know it's and another thing too is is interesting i would have liked to see our reactions as fans I think we would have been cooled down a little bit if somebody were to have to just fought him right away mm. after the incident. I think it would have cooled things down. But I think the fact that he kind of just like slipped away and nothing happened to him that night also let it sit overnight. And I think that had our had the fans blood boiling a little bit. And you know, to only find out that the you know the next night that he only gets a five thousand dollar fine for the Buchnevich incident they didn't even address the Panarin thing which I, I didn't really understand that just goes to show you the department of player safety does not care about the safety of their players George Paros is doing a terrible job I mean we all know he is if I get sued for this go right ahead <laughs> NHL like you employed a bad person for the, the role you, you know what I mean I don't know if he's actually a bad person but he's not doing a good job but it's just like, you're you're right. If Wilson gets suspended, and plus he did that stupid thing in the penalty box, the, whatever the fuck yeah, that yeah. was. But it's literally, if he does get suspended, that whole thing doesn't happen last night. You don't have six fights break out. Is yeah, that, sure. That's literally proving that you don't give a flying fuck about the safety of your players. Yeah, just sure. You know, to be honest with you, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually kind of happy how the Rangers responded last night. Yeah. I thought that it was, you know, warranted. Buchnevich must uh, himself had like a good 20 minutes in penalties. I mean, he, the guy was going off. He was slashing Wilson and, you know, shades right off the jump. I just want to bring up something that's absolutely hilarious. So right off the face off, you had a Rooney. DJ Zemi and Blackwell drop the gloves. Who does Blackwell drop the gloves Carl with? Hagelin. <laughs> Carl Hagelin. Carl Hagelin. It's like, did they not tell Carl Hagelin that they were going to drop the gloves? Like, why would they send Carl Hagelin out there? I don't know. That was brutal. But right off the jump, too, is, you know, and this is like, this is crazy to me, but it's like, I, Brendan Smith, man, this guy is his last like 10 games he has been like one of the most noticeable Rangers on the ice. He actually has been really good. And, you know, I think we all kind of knew with, with all of our guys being out of the lineup, like, you know, our tougher guys, you know, Lindgren and Truba and, and them being out that Smith was going to be the one to step up to fight Wilson. He goes right at him and, you know, he goes at toe to toe. Honestly, he kind of got the, I think Wilson kind of destroyed him a little bit personally, but I still had a lot of respect for him for going after it. And everybody was dropping the gloves, man. Strom was dropping the gloves. It was crazy. Yeah, too bad I didn't see it, but I was... But, but you know, that's... And, you know, like you said earlier, Shades, and 
you know, in response to that, uh, Buchnevich had a nasty cross check to the face of Mantha. It, it was it was nasty. It was oh, I saw the uh, brutal. I it, saw a clip. Buchnevich like Buchnevich did hit him, but then Mantha was going after him with the stick. I'm just yeah, like I he, mean, listen, he they, had they that were, comment. Mantha had that comment. I listen. They were targeting Buchnevich. Um, you know, he was he was slashing a lot of guys too. So yeah, you know he. I don't think Buchnevich really cares, to be honest. That like the one game suspension for that, which is on top of it, and that, and the Rangers getting the two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine, is just it honestly is just laughable, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, it, it is. is. It's it's funny, you know. It's and I think you know the the biggest takeaway from it is, hey, listen, and and the truth of the matter is, is you know a lot of people are going to argue about the league. And you know what needs to happen with the league because they're trying to eliminate all this shenanigans from happening. But no, they're not. It, well, that yeah, you know they say they are, but I, I also don't believe that. Yes, yeah, don't well. in, don't insult our intelligence. It's listen. It's it to me, and that's coming from have, me. Okay? To me, I have an old school mentality when it comes to that stuff. I I think that fighting is, should always have a place in hockey, personally, because you know what it will if stuff like this should be preventable because of fighting where, you know, like if a guy does something like that to one of your teammates and somebody can step up and fight him on that particular night, I think it squashes a lot of the stuff that carries over to the next game. But, you know, in the Rangers circumstance, and I was about to bring, bring it around to that point before is the fact that they don't necessarily have guys this season in the lower half of the lineup that, can step up to guys like that. I think that's got to be one of the biggest things they have to address in the off season, because listen, you know, it's part of a lot of Stanley cup winning teams have guys like that on the team. And this is where it gets tricky. It's like the NHL is trying to eliminate those kinds of guys, those old school enforcers because the game is getting faster. But here's the thing. There's always going to be guys that could do ever. There's always going to be a guys that can do both. And that's the thing with Tom Wilson. He almost like breaks that thing. It's like they're trying to eliminate his that fighter that he, that he is, but he's also a really good hockey player. So you can't eliminate tough guys out of the game completely. It's impossible because when a guy comes around like that's good, that's a skill guy and a tough guy, then he's bullying everybody. You know, it's like I, I still think that th- this shows this should go down as one of the biggest examples as to why you still need tough guys in hockey. But like we said, if Wilson gets suspended, that probably doesn't happen. This was a completely avoidable situation that, you know, that meme that was going around a while back where it's just like a guy is like two astronauts out in space looking at the moon. And then the other one has like a photoshopped gun to the back of the first one's head. It's just like NHL. I mean, NHL. Also NHL, the the innocent bystander. It's just like uh, they, they literally do shoot themselves in the foot all the time. Yeah, I mean, and we didn't even bring up the t- like the, the new TV deal. We didn't even bring that up. I mean, well, technically yeah, we did, but last episode, but still. Yeah, shades. It's it's it. It was definitely. I mean, what a crazy crazy end to the season. Yeah, you know, it's like. Uh, 
I don't know what's worse, you know, getting eliminated from the playoffs basically due to the Islanders losing those two games, even though it technically wasn't the final nail in the coffin, but the final nail in the coffin was that game with Wilson. You know, that's yeah. that really what is what put us out of contention technically. But uh yeah, man, it's that's you know I think that's that's something that we didn't bring this up before too, and I think that this will tie in perfectly is that Jury did say he wants to stay on track with the rebuild. And this is a guy that's not out of the loop on things. So I do, I do believe he is going to stay on track with the rebuild. It's just, this is where it becomes a question. And I really hope somebody close to the Rangers can answer. It's like, how much influence is Dolan going to have now with the Rangers? Because if I hope he does not. have a lot of influence, it's going to be a rough, a rough yeah. little stretch. And, yep. you know, it's, it, it took the, the Knicks years to recover from the damage that he did to them. And it's, you know, it's, and let's just hope that the same thing doesn't happen to the Rangers. Otherwise it's going to be a painful next 10 years or longer. Well, yeah. No, like, like with what you just said, Dolan proves yet again that the guy can't stop getting in his own way. And I'd be a lot more mad right now, but I let a lot of anger out yesterday on, uh, <laughs> first off, thanks again to our buddy, Liam. I, he had me on his podcast yesterday called the penalty box. Please check it out. I went on a very, very good rant there. Brendan watched it earlier. He enjoyed it. You, you guys and girls will enjoy it as well. And I also went on another show I'm affiliated with called the sports hit list. We had the last segment of the show because of the breaking news and me and my other buddy, Mike, Oh, we were going off. It was a great time. <laughs> so you guys should definitely check that out. The penalty box podcast, which is on YouTube now on iTunes anchor and all other major podcast platforms. And also check us out on the sports hit list on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Well, not Twitter, but they locked, they locked themselves out of their own Twitter account. That's a, another story for another Shades, day. I didn't, I didn't see you on the sports hit list. You're going to have to send that over to me. That's best because you don't have Facebook. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I probably won't be able to watch it either way, but you know, obviously I'll listen, I listen to penalty box every, uh, any, every episode that comes out. So yeah, no, I obviously Liam have to and, listen to it. Liam and will do a good job. So yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it, yeah, it's crazy. Shades. It's crazy yeah. to say the least, but yeah, it's, you know, it's obviously these next two games don't, you know, tonight's game. and No, the they don't mean don't, anything. Don't mean anything, but, you know, it's it's discouraging, but realistically, I'm still going to watch the Rangers and I'm still going to watch the NHL. So as much as I go on a rant about, you know, the league and, and all that, I'm, you know, it's, here's the thing. It's like, the thing that's going to bring me satisfaction is, when the Capitals play somebody that it's going to be a tough matchup and Tom Wilson is going to, he'll get what he'll get what he deserves down the line. I hope and, so. And listen, and you know, there's, there's been things that have happened to Tom Wilson in the past that are also, you know, pretty insane. So yeah. And that, and listen, and if anything, that also serves as, you know, an example of the inconsistency as well. It's like, it's, I don't know, Shades. Yeah, that that's going to be one of the things they they have to figure it out. It's you know, I I it, 
I don't, I don't know who to really criticize really. You know, I, I think it falls on the league ultimately because I'm sure that there, there's certain things that, you know, they, they want him to do Paros, you know, it's not like he's, I'm sure he's not making a lot of these decisions as well. Like I'm, there has to be a lot of influencing coming in from the league and all this other stuff. So to take it out on him, I don't necessarily don't even think that's the right move, to be honest. I would say it falls more on the league ultimately in the end, but yeah, there, I think they'll figure it out, but hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, I hope so. But in the meantime, uh, we're putting this episode up like immediately. So if there's something I wanted to edit out, I'm not editing it out. This is, or this has been Pucks and Brews. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. This has been episode, oh, 13. Unlucky number 13. How appropriate. <laughs> Destiny shades. <laughs> Luckily, it's not Friday the 13th, or else shit, shit would be crazy. But, yeah, we'll be back at the end of the regular season for playoff predictions because the season ended up getting extended because of a whole bunch of COVID stuff. So, yeah, we'll be back. Hopefully, Woj will be back with us. And, uh, yeah, playoff predictions. Go Avalanche. Hope I wish Chris Drury the best of luck. Go, go Nightshades. Sorry. Nah, Avalanche have been my pick to win since the playoffs ended last year. Well, no, not even before that. They've hey, been listen, my pick to win it since they me, got eliminated last year. Let me tell you something right now, kid. It's going to be real interesting because I'm going based off the fact that if the Golden Knights win the division, which they might be a lock for at this point, and it's a Colorado, Minnesota first round. That's going to be insane. Oh yeah, no, that's a. I'm I'm, I'm actually really division. looking for. I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, that that division is the most intriguing to me. I'm I'm honestly kind of tired of our division. <laughs> oh, same. No, dude. Like I was. All right, before we end it, end it. I was going through, like the four teams in our division today, and I'm just like. Well, I was rooting for Washington. Then the Tom Wilson thing happened. I can't root for Pittsburgh because just no. I can't root for Boston because just no. And I can't root for the Islanders for obvious reasons. So I literally can't root for anybody from this division. Honestly, out of all the teams in the division, I, I actually would rather see the Islanders come out. And, and the reason for that is because I still – I still want to see an Islanders Toronto matchup at some point. I still want that to be a thing. Like, I, don't I, even, I, I, I don't even want Toronto out of the I first round. I don't even think that I <laughs> like, enough of them. I don't know if that's a dying feud, but honestly, I still think that a lot of Islanders fans are sour deep down about the John Tavares thing. And I, I still would love to see that series play out. I think it would be entertaining to say the least. Well, I mean, We'll and I listen, that. I want to see an Islanders, I want to see an Islanders Capitals because listen, you know, Tom Wilson thinks he's going to pull off any of that stuff against the Islanders. That's just not going to happen. Anyway, so, we'll, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that more next definitely. episode when we do playoff predictions. Uh, I'm not even going to give a date cause it's, it's going to be like a week and a half from now at least, but thank you everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed a drink of favorite drink of choice or an unsponsored brew of choice. If you're drinking a cold one and uh, yeah, we'll be back for playoff predictions. Hope you enjoyed my rant at the beginning of the show. Hope you enjoyed Brendan. 
Uh, hopefully we'll have Woj back and follow us all on all of our socials listed in the description below. Hit those subscribe buttons. And I got to say, I'm looking forward to the hamburger I'm about to eat. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to end it.